Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 2020 rolled around, and marketers had all their plans set in stone. Events were the solid play for most of us, but there's nothing better than getting people together in a room to build those relationships. Then the ass fell out of the world, and every man, woman, and dog moved online. And if everyone is doing it, what's the point? So here's to the rise and fall of the webinar. I'm Joe Glover, founder of The Marketing Meetup, a global community that connects and educates over 20,000 marketers in the most lovely way possible. Everything we do, we do it to put the human beings we help first. I'm Richard Wood. I lead the marketing agency Six and Flow. I've worked in marketing for around 19 years now, and I'm a massive believer in that marketers should be trying to engage with people on a human level, not just treating them as leads and numbers in a spreadsheet. I really like events, and I do quite a lot of them, but we had to flip everything on its head last year, moving from physical to virtual, and it proved one thing, nothing stands still forever. So what is the best way of running events in 2021? So Rich, I'm going to start you off. Let's take a high level view on things uh, and talk about the things that we like about events, either physical or virtual. So what are the pro points of events and why should marketers be considering them? People, bringing people together. Like if you can bring people together and you have like people with similar views or like similar challenges or just things that connect them in some sort of way, if you can bring them together, ideally in a physical space, like that's half the battle because people, like the things that spurn out of the room, you, you've run live events with like thousands of marketers. I heard you've got 20,000 marketers now. Congratulations, Joe. Thank well you. done. Thank but the, so like you bring all those marketers together or what you used to in a physical space and like the things that spurn out of that, be it like, like if I was running an event, there's obviously, and they're not normally salesy events, but there's an undertone of like, we are trying to convince you to ultimately purchase something or engage with something. And if I bring people into an event and I get them in a room, that's half the battle because we start having conversations and I can do that. And that's the message I'm putting out. But you've also got the other 40 odd people that are in that room having their own conversations and seeing things that spin out of it. And even though I might not be part of those conversations, I'm then seen as like the curator or instigator of those conversations as well. So there's there's that added residual value. You get it a bit online, but not not to the same extent. No, I, I think you're right. It, it, it's definitely been one of the biggest challenges is, is that we, that my old boss used to call it the water cooler track, you know, yeah. which was, you know, you have the, the track where people are speaking, you know, you've probably got a networking scenario or whatever, but it is the, the conversations over the water cooler, those moments of serendipity um that are really really hard to replicate in in the virtual world um which is which is a shame because you know that's that's kind of i think if we reflect on our own businesses uh, whether that's our agency sides or, or whatever else that we're doing then by the time most people come in as customers they probably already feel like friends and that's for the most part because of those personal connections that you build up over the course of time 
And usually that will start at an event because we all get intros flowing at us left, right and center or LinkedIn requests and stuff like that. But even that, the tone of it is very, very different. So you're right. It's just the people. It's just the people and, and ideally a physical space. But do you think that it's not possible in the virtual world that we're bringing people together in the same way for those realistic conversations or is it just less possible? So I, I don't think it's I don't think it's not possible because I think, as in, I think it is possible, because, but I just don't think most of us, it enters any of our minds. Because I think what, what happened in, in March is the entire marketing community went, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? I had all these events planned out for the, like quarterly for the next 12 months. I've got budget signed off, everything was ready to go. And then all of a sudden, you can't do that anymore. And I think what happened is everybody immediately went, okay, do you know what we'll do? We'll turn all of our physical events into webinars or we'll create all this stuff. We did it. You did it. Um, yeah. Like every every marketer I know who was in demand or the brand space had some sort of involvement in creating a, a webinar presence. But I think the mistake we made, and again, we made it, is that we just took the same content, the same format, and we pushed it onto uh, like a digital format, Zoom calls. And mm-hmm. that was okay to a certain extent. Like, I mean, for the first like let's say the first three months, understandable. It was quick fire changing, like shooting from the hip. Okay, let's, let's do what we can as quickly as we can. And actually let's help people. So we took all of our sales messaging out of it and we were just like, look, we're going to connect you with a bunch of our partners who all have free tools. Come and learn how you can use those free tools and see how that works in your business. But what we didn't do was look at changing the format in the ways that we could then try and spur some of those conversations that we used to get in the other rooms. So I think most marketers at the moment are still in that webinar. Here's a pitch deck. Well, not a pitch deck. Here's a deck. We're going to run you through that deck. We're going to talk at you for 30 minutes and then you can ask some Q&A at the end. That's okay. But there's I get in, I must get invited to dozens of those every other day that are just like it's the same shit. Nothing um, kind of jumps out to me. And if I look at how I engage in physical events, in like so inbound, I go to inbound every year since we became a HubSpot partner. It's the main reason we became a HubSpot partner because I got to go and speak to other partners. Mm-hmm. The keynotes like sometimes there's amazing keynotes sometimes they've been a bit lackluster but and the the content the the breakout content the workshops the like that stuff was good but i'm now kind of in a position where actually i don't get a lot out of those sessions anymore sometimes because i'm too hungover to actually engage with it but <laughs> the, what i do get out of it is the fact that the i'm having conversations with hub spotters other agency owners the the one the the session i learned most out of any inbound I've ever been to is I went and got, uh, I had a few beers with one of the um, agency owners over in the States and we're still mates today. Like we have a regular call and we just spent an afternoon drinking beers and chatting shit about agency life. And I learned yeah. fucking loads and yeah. that's what you get out of physical events. And I think that's what I'm not, I'm not suggesting that people go out and like create all of these like interactions, but, and kind of just focus on that bit. But I think that's what these events are missing now. And when you've got thousands of them going on, you're only ever going to see a declining return because people are like, oh, it's another fucking webinar. Uh-huh. So how do you take that that element of that serendipity or those conversations and transport it to the virtual space? So, for example, I'd, I'd say, you know, our main offering as the marketing meetup is sort of the webinar style events that you're speaking about. All those are certainly the, the center, port, center point that we bring people around. Um, and then we did have a, a second format, which was more, it was called Conversation Club. And in Conversation Club, we 
we had folks that were brought together in a Zoom meeting, so rather than a Zoom webinar, uh, and then they were randomly matched with four other people for 15 minutes just to have a conversation. And it was like, you know, it, it was like that, that almost random networking sort of scenario that went went on. Um, and I think we're going to bring it back because I think people do want... What, what traction content. did you get off that? Well, we didn't get massive. And the reason why we stopped it was that I think there's some nuance within it, right? You know, so we did it every week and I think that's too often. Um, so we were running it every week and we got those same regular faces. Um, and I'd say there was probably anywhere between like 30 and 50 sort of people who came every week. Um, but then there was probably like the extra 20, 30 who sort of like added on top each week. So like by like an agency event, sort of 80 people in the room, that's actually quite good. But like by marketing meetup standards, it wasn't like crazy good. It didn't justify, you know, the effort that it took to promote it, the the share of voice in our messages. So I think one of the the big things when it comes to promotion of events in 2021 is like I am very, very conscious that I'm throwing a lot of messages to my community through digital channels, particularly email, but also through social channels. And I don't want to be in that selling mode all the time. So that was something that I really struggled with, which is why we minimize things down to one event per week on a regular time. So um, the traction was uh, very significant for the folks who attended, but there wasn't a raging demand for it. And I wonder whether it's also a representation of the thing that I speak about very regularly, which is that fear of walking into a room with strangers and sort of being expected to speak. Which is a very real thing, and the reason why I started the marketing meetup all that time ago as well. So that's um, like when you say when you say to me conversation club, like I, mm. I never came to one of these events, not because I yeah. didn't think they were worthwhile. Joe, I was just very busy. But yeah. <laughs> the like I never came to one of these, and like when you say conversation club to me, it immediately yeah. makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up because I'm like, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to go into a room and just chat shit with some random people in some forced mm. conversation. It's like the equivalent of forced fun. Like I'm being yeah. I'm being put into a situation. What I do like is where I've chosen to go to an event. So like if we dial it back to the physical events, I've chosen to go to a event around, okay, let's say it's inbound. So I'm going to go to an event around inbound marketing. So everybody else in the room has some sort of interest in there. There is an understanding of what's going there. And then I can choose to engage with people around me. Like, and prime example, your events in the physical space, the Mm -hmm. ones I came to, you had Peter. So people at like halfway in the talks or like at the end of the talks, people had something that they could naturally kind of stand around and have like that, that lectern barrier between them and the conversation if they need it. And it's just those like that as an introvert, I'm happy to engage in spaces like that, but what I don't want to do is go somewhere where I feel like I'm just going to be dropped into a conversation space. And I, like, I'm a confident person. Like I'm happy to do that stuff. I just don't feel comfortable. So I'll avoid it if I can. So that's where I think there needs to be a balance between an event that you can have learning from, but it also opens up the channels for more, more communications, mm-hmm. so, cross communication. Okay. So that is interesting. And, and even as my brain sort of ticking over then, you know, like, it is a it is the word balance, and so um, you know if we've identified that there's those opportunities for serendipity, there's those opportunities for learning and stuff like that. Is there a you know, I'm almost getting consultancy on my business here? You know, and I agree about the conversation club uh, language. By the way, I, I think it never really sat entirely right with me, but it was one of those quick moves type things. I wonder whether 
one of the nice things because as a as an introvert one of the barrier or one of the first questions that i always used to ask was what did you think of the talks so i wonder if there's something which is a little bit more there is a talk but then there's the opportunity to network afterwards albeit by a virtual but what we're doing is acknowledging that it's a similar thing but the entry point is at least a conversation around the talks or whatever it may be um does so that I, feel I, nice I think there cool? is i think there is but I, I still feel like that is kind of almost like a forced engagement because mm-hmm. like and there's no there's no shared experience that you're going through like if i'm sat next to you at an event shoulder to mm-hmm. shoulder and yeah. we've just heard someone great you uh, and they've, they've delivered like a message and it resonates blah 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 there's that that kind of we've experienced something together and you yeah. don't quite get that same level of experience because it's like a 2d well and like obviously you've got the sound stuff but you're, you're learning and engaging through a screen there's no physical contact so yes. it feels like to then go from that i'm not sat next to somebody i haven't seen anybody else there to then go into a chat room with them i might as well just be going kind of blank into a chat room having given given like the the speaker notes beforehand it doesn't matter that it's kind of there so i, I still feel like it's kind of missing something so yeah. what like and we talked about this last week for like one of the plans that we've got and I, by no means am i saying that this is like the way that it should be done but it's we're, we're trying it to see it if it will work it's shifting to that panel like process where we are going to ask questions so i'm i'm hosting two people on thursday we're going to um I'm going to ask them a bunch of questions. We'll have a bit of conversation and then we'll open it up. But what I'm doing in that is I'm, I'm painting the picture from the beginning saying, okay, here is like, here is the the format. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to dig into this. I'm going to ask people to ask more questions. And then from that, I can then um, encourage people to ask the questions as they're doing it. I don't get the cross pollination, but I do get the kind of them to the speaker Mm -hmm. but i don't think and i I think maybe it's a platform limitation or maybe it's just a mentality limitation of how do we then get that engagement um like between attendees not between attendee and speaker attendee and host so we tried it we tried it with summit like on the the summit we tried with the um the facebook stuff now i think that was a little bit doomed to failure because we did it like i mean we'd already finished the The first fucking talk and then we decided (laughs) to do it but (laughs) Like we got, we got about like 80 people joined into it. They started asking questions, people were engaging with it, and they still do now. And we started to build a little bit of that community. So we had almost like a, a sub channel from what yeah. was going on with the talks. And because it was through Facebook, as much as I fucking hate Facebook, because yeah. it was through Facebook, people are seeing people with their, their personal non, non kind of work face on. I know some people do use it for work, et cetera, et cetera, but it's like a much more <laughs> like, well, it's still curated, but I would say it's a more real reflection than your LinkedIn profile, I guess. Yeah, and as you're speaking, it makes me question whether the responsibility lays, I think the answer is going to be between the two, but the responsibility lays between the attendee and the organiser, though. You know, and actually any format is doomed and indeed could be successful um, on the basis of the engagement that you get from the folks who are watching. You know, so I'd give the example of the marketing meetup because I experience it every week. The chat feature is alive. It's amazing, you know, yeah. and as an example, um, so Louis Grenier uh, from Everyone Hates Marketers came and gave a chat. Uh, and at the end of his talk, it wasn't actually, it was sort of like one of the very last things he said, you know, he, he confessed, you know, and spoke about how he often feels anxious 
and scared and how he messes up on the regular and stuff like that. The messages, it was, you know, it was like one of those old fashioned sort of light boards that you get in, in radio shows, you know, it just sort of lit up. And it was folks saying, oh, me too, I feel like that, you know, and actually there was a conversation that was built in around that chat feature. Granted, it was uh, within the format that we've discussed, but folks started supporting each other, you know, beyond just the chat. So people were chatting while I was asking the questions that were in the Q&A feature and stuff like that. So I guess the question then becomes for me, because, you know, personally, I, I, I sit on the... I appreciate that you're not saying one is bad and one is good. You're saying that, you know, there's, there's been a progression. Uh, I enjoy the presentation format still because I think it's an efficient use of information, uh, you know, putting across information. Uh, but if the responsibility is on the attendees to actually use that chat feature, if they want to, it can become a magical place and maybe the responsibility is on the organizer to make sure it's used in the appropriate way. So like through constant reinforcement, that's an important part of the event. When did you last attend a webinar that you weren't running? Uh, I did, I've done a few of the marketing week ones and I've done a few of the marketing academy ones, but, but those are the only ones and typically with a specific speaker. Yeah. So like, like that's it's great that you are getting that engagement in those channels now yeah. i would i would say that part of that is I, there, there's going to be some elements in that like there are a bunch of elements but i'll try and pick out some of them is some of them you've built a community so they mm -hmm. are there to be a community they are there mm -hmm. to have that engagement and the great thing about the marketing meetup is you gave people that sense of community when they were locked in the houses the yeah. other great thing is that you're not selling people anything you are yeah. giving them content for free obviously you have the training stuff coming in but it's not a sales pitch like none of that is about flogging them wares yeah. And the final thing is, I think like it's it's a safe space. Like it is mm -hmm. a, a space where like you've built a group of people who are all sickeningly lovely to each other because <laughs> it's built in your image. And yeah. I think that's like people have that environment to have that space. And I think you're absolutely right. It is on the organizers to make sure that they are like facilitating that. So like the tools allow us to have that chat within the, the webinars. But actually the webinar is only part of the puzzle because yeah. You've got all of the lead up to it. You've got all of the post to it. And both of those, obviously lead up time, it can be as long or short as you want it to be. But after the event, you've got an infinite amount of time that, well, hopefully, unless you want to go through the, the world is ending that you ended last week's podcast on. But <laughs> the um, at least half of them in that scenario, Joe will still have an infinite amount of time. So it like, and but you've got that, like what I don't think people do very well is engage with people before and after the event. So I don't yeah. think people like sometimes you will get a, a quick note saying, Hey, let us know if you've got any questions that you want us to ask in the Q and a, if you're not confident asking stuff like that, that's, I think that's dipping your toe in the water, but I think there is way more that we could start to engaging with interesting people. Like imagine it's difficult when you're doing this at scale, but imagine if you could go actually, cause you can't share all of your database cause then you kind of ruin what you've built and that's your business model, et cetera, et cetera. But what you could do, and you can't do it at the volumes you're doing it, but what you could do at a smaller volume is go, hey, hey, um, Joe Blogs, I've um, I like I've just seen like your profile. I actually think you should speak to this person and almost like yeah. um, uh, like date match beforehand yeah, yeah, yeah. and say, hey, here's somebody that I think you should definitely speak to um, before or after the event because you're working similar spaces and like it would be great to have. Um, 
get your collective thoughts on what you thought about on this. Um, like we've even set up like a, a, a forum for you or like we've got a Slack channel that there is a, like I've set up like a private channel. I'm, I'm going way over the top here, but like I'm just... <laughs> Like, I think there's other ways to get that pre-engagement. And I think post-engagement, sending out the video is great. Like, we all do it. Like, yeah, here's the video. Here's the slide deck. If you've got any questions you want us to ask the speaker, great. But then we just let it die out. We just, yeah. like, it's just a thing that goes out as part of it. We're not actually engaging. Like, mm -hmm. I think what would be a much better thing to do is, like, similar to, like, pre, is actually go, actually, like, what did you think of the event? I thought this question was like super relevant to you, but actually I've mm -hmm. also spoken to this person and they thought the same thing. I think yeah. you guys should have a discussion around this. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're getting super like, you're almost like ABM levels of targeting there. But like, I think that's where we're going to start to see more value from um, webinars because the the big format stuff, yours will keep growing because people don't feel like they're, they're threatened. They're getting like, as in being about to be sold to that. You've got great speakers coming across. Although you've never invited me because you're an asshole, but the, <laughs> you're a, a secret, a secret asshole that nobody else gets to see, but um, which hang on, let's, let's rewind that a little bit. But I mean, not many. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you don't need to. You don't need to say what you're about to say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but um, like that's. Um, I think if you if you could wind it down and actually focus on who you attended. I I imagine like based on what we do, we do anywhere between our biggest webinar was like 350 people. Our average webinar is probably about 50, 30 people, something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think at, like when you're at like 30, 50 people, there's fucking no reason you can't go hey that person is similar to this person let's connect those people actually why don't i like set up a three-way conversation with them and like actually kind of flesh it out and actually when you're asking people if they want because some people are just gonna like, i want the content and then you can fuck off that that's fine mm -hmm. but some people like when they're signing up to it just be like hey would you be up for like having conversations around this afterwards yeah. not necessarily with us we're not gonna like it, i'm not asking you to put your hand up and say yeah, yeah come speak to me and sell me your shit but like put your hand up and go yeah actually i'm happy to have a conversation with a like-minded person within this group that has been hand picked for me i think that's where you'll start to get more out of it well, that's, I mean, there's two things there. The first is that's the nature of community that folks start speaking beyond uh, just, just the conversation that you're having with them. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second is that, again, this, you know, it's remarkable how this fits within the wider thing where we all get so hung up with the biggest numbers, you know, so like the certain expos that used to sell them on, you know, the biggest one ever, you know, and it's thousands of people and stuff like that. And, and you know, as if that's the most impressive thing. Yep. The truth is that if you're getting 30 people to your webinar and you're able to provide that meaningful connection, then, and even better, if there are 30 people that are exactly in your target audience, you would take 30 people in your target audience over 10,000 who weren't any day of the week. You know, so, so how we work as an agency is we typically don't use webinars for net new leads. Like right. we, like, yes, absolutely. It's open to everybody. We want everybody to show up mm -hmm. like blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah. But actually what I'm looking to do is bring in people who are already in our pipeline we are already in discussions yeah and we get to do a mixture of things show them how smart we are with the content show mm. them how connected we are with the people that we can bring it in and yeah. just generally make them feel like the vibe and the energy of the agency okay. and if i can do those things with the people in the, like if if i can nudge them another 10 percent towards closing then mm. the webinar's done its job but if you look at the stats from a top level oh 
like you've only had 15 people show up to this webinar and actually you've had no new leads because we already know all those people don't give a shit yeah. as long as i can then as long as it becomes a touch point in that conversion then it will yeah. hands down pay for it particularly now that we're digital but yeah. like that my point with this is and like i knew when i suggested this topic you'd have a little internal freak out with like yeah. rich is about to <laughs> shit all over my business model which he did yeah. but yeah. <laughs> my, my point isn't that webinars are like gone i think yeah. we flog the shit out of them like yeah. as with everything marketers ruin everything eventually and we yeah. flog the shit out of them because we all panicked and went okay what the hell else can we do and i think we just need as marketers like and and as salespeople, because you're not scot-free in this um process but i think we need to just reevaluate what are the processes before and after and how can we reposition those and just mix it up a little bit like you're saying you still like webinar content you think it's an efficient form to get knowledge etc etc and that's great i don't disagree but i do also think that we are missing the community and the conversation pieces either side of it so i think there's if you want to still run those great I would yeah. suggest trying things like a panel or like just other formats, but also mm -hmm. look at how you're wrapping that up with the communication and the community vibe either side of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love that. And, and you know, you're right. I did have a freak out, um, but I think... I'm, I'm not going to say that wasn't intentional. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, the place that I'm coming to on this is is an agreement with, with you, Um is about a thoughtfulness piece really it's like okay well why are we doing the thing that we're doing let's not just do it because we're replacing events that we were going to attend uh, but then there's also a nuance you know so you know again it goes back down to business objectives and saying you know for example you know the conversation we just said about the 15 people you know and for example in that scenario then a conversation that just happens to be broadcasted is an amazing you know is an amazing format and stuff like that so you know i, I think it's, uh, again, it's like any marketing conversation ever. We got wrapped up in the tactics when COVID struck because it was like, fuck, event, webinar, easy. But you're right. You're spot on. I think you said the words, you know, we just need to take a step back. I think that's right. You know, we need to take a step back and say, okay, now is a webinar the right thing? You know, because there is a lot of competition out there. People about are speaking it in a different way, and it may be that it's right for me, but it's not right for you, and it, you know, and, and yeah. that's cool. So I think that's uh, a, a nice place to come to, really. And again, it's sort of it's one of these things, isn't it, where we inevitably end up having conversations for whatever reason as marketers about about molehills when we forget about the mountain in the background, you know. And, and really, you know, we need to be having the mountain conversation before we think about the molehill. And I think that's. Uh, that's, this is actually a really refreshing conversation to have in a way to sort of go in deep, but then sort of realize that there's the mountain behind you and go, oh, wait, yeah, you know, what? that's the reason why we're doing this thing. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's cool. So I think we're done then. Yeah, that's well, we wrapped it up. Yeah, event sorted. I, I tell you what, we're putting the world to rights here. We're doing oh, all right. I was hoping for a blazing row. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this was my version of a blazing row. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, like last week, Joe and I decided that we were going to start giving away swag for people that leave us nice reviews because we thought you did something for us, we'd do something nice for you. And a few of you have, and that's great. So I went away and got some... Uh, t-shirts designed and may have gone a little bit overboard and end up ordering a couple of hundred of them so if you leave us a nice review reach out to us and let us know that you've left a review because it's very difficult to pin it back to the actual person 
then we will send you some swag when it arrives because I think it's only fair. You do something for us, we'll do something for you. Um, and that's that's about it. Love Joe, it. anything else from you? Uh, no, I guess I'll have to pay for half. So <laughs> I'll stick it on your tab, Joe. See everybody. Bye. <laughs>